0: Welcome to back to tale of two plus one rivals. I'm your host, Todd,
1: at FF underscore Banterman Foster, joined by FF underscore Dave Spaceman Wright. I don't even know what kind of intro that is, Todd. I'm just jacked to be back. Uh, I'm trying not to yell into the microphone. I'm excited to see both you guys and talk some RBs, man. How we doing?
2: Who else we joined by? So we got... FF underscore Walrus, Sean Kennedy here, and like Dave, just thrilled to actually have some fresh sports to talk about.
0: I gotta tell you guys that that weekend was absolute heaven for me. Uh, the draft was fantastic, we just just ate it all up all weekend, and like, I've been very excited for the last dance. Every episode has been great. The Rodman episode was just so good.
2: Oh, just, I heard that one was nuts. It was so
0: good. Watch. It was so great. But, um, yeah, so, um, Kennedy, big fit, big life news, dude. Big life Ugh. news. You just through, went through one of the worst experiences of your life. Terrible.
2: Terrible. And what is that? I've moved six times in the last th- four and a half years, and this was far and away the worst one. Thankfully, it was the last one. Yep. But, so- yeah, moving in during the draft, I felt bad. I kind of left Dave in the lurch here. We were pumping out some content during the draft, and I ambitiously thought... I could finish my move, the last part of it, in like five hours Saturday morning and be sitting down in time for like mid-round three, and I had to text him at like 4.30 and just be like, I'm dead. I'm dying. I can't keep doing this. I'm trying to do it from my phone while I'm trying to move stuff with other people who are ready to murder me. Yeah, was right. <laughs> It was, <laughs> was hell. Uh,
1: we had pumped out 32 articles in three days. Uh, it was... It, we were, I was exhausted. I still haven't recovered yet. That was an exhausting experience, Sean. So I don't know how you were balancing all of that stuff. <laughs> I, well, yeah. Well.
0: W- w- when you guys shared your plan with me, I was like, that's like real
2: work. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that, we, was, we that was intense. The first two, three rounds, day one was great, yeah. day two was great. It was that, uh, we, There was that run there in the fifth round of wide receivers. And I had it down to like a rhythm of like phone out, boom. Typing away, had my rankings on one thing, overall rankings on another, you know, plus minuses for each prospect, and I'd finish one up and be like, "Yeah, good, Dave, I'm done." He'd be like, "All right, sweet. Now there's this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy."
1: Oh my <laughs> god! Oh my that's god. amazing.
0: That's amazing. I also love how it's like the fifth round where you're like, like you're starting to get in the super territory, which is like yeah, the greatest right. thing ever. Um, no, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, Dave, you actually had some pretty cool draft experience that uh on night one as well. Uh, you were on a stream, correct, sir?
1: Yeah, I joined the Dynasty uh, Theory, FF Theory podcast with John Bauer and uh, FF Coach Dan and Dino MC. Those guys were really cool. I happened to to hop on, and I mean, it was crazy because the first wide receiver goes, we're, you know, we're looking to do all this instant reaction stuff and write the articles. And, of course, as I hop on, Henry Ruggs goes off the board, <laughs> and I'm writing, <laughs> trying not to be a jerk and, like, write an article while I'm talking to them. And then I nailed like five picks in a row on air, live air. It was ridiculous. So there, it was like a, it was a crazy run. Uh, I nailed every pick, or at least like the position. Uh, like I said, oh yeah, uh, San Francisco's going defensive line here, and then I nailed like the wide receiver picks. It was, it was a lot of fun. So the guys are great over there. I'm looking forward to talk to them a little more and interact with them some more too. So.
0: Yeah, man, it sounds like a good night. I had, um, I had my first live stream as well. Uh, it was pretty fun. I, um. I was with the guys from the IDP guys and the guys from uh, Dynasty Football Digest, and it was fun. So I was supposed to be on at 10.30. Uh, They asked me to be on at 8 p.m. I was standing there, and all of a sudden I was live, and I had this look of like deer headlights and realized I was on live. So that was fun. And then um, I went back on at 10.30, but when they asked for people if anyone wanted to join in the wrap-up at 12.30... I joined and um, I was very spirited at that point, and <laughs> it was a little tipsy. It was uh, it was a good time, man. I, I had a lot of fun, man. Um, had a lot of back and forth. There was a Saints fan in there where we got to talk about uh, coaches uh, and drafts, with, like between Peyton and Belichick, and uh, no, nah, you know, met some good people, and it was fun, man. Just to get out there and just banter with people. It was a new experience talking with five other people who I've never talked to with before in that capacity. That was very different, and I was like, and I've kind of realized that I'm a, like I'm. It's very different for me to be a guest than a host because I'm like I have to not
1: talk so much. <laughs> and I, that's it's that's like, a life goal this, in general, Todd. But, yeah. Uh, right. I, yeah. Should, Todd, before we move on, I should also first off, you kicked butt that night. I, I, I saw a little bit of it. A lot of Thanks. fun. Thank you. Um, and I could definitely tell you were you were uh, you were just basking in in the. Uh, the alcohol at that point, at the end, like I mean, you weren't drunk or anything. But it's just like you were just just embracing the whole experience. I loved it. So, I, I, I was it, having if a great it can time. Can work for Hemingway, Hemingway.
2: Can work for Todd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it, it did. Excuse me while I take a sip. Go ahead, Dave.
1: And then I should say, Sean, when we were so we were uh, talking throughout the whole draft, you and I, and we were joined by Eric Flynn, uh, the lead editor over at Dynasty Football Factory. He was awesome. Wouldn't you say he was a huge help? Uh, a lot of fun working with him over the weekend, Sean.
2: Oh yeah, just and good for him for actually putting up with the two of us, especially. As we got later into the night, um, yeah. <laughs> and just you know we're fried, couple drinks in, and he's just standing by at like two in the morning, I think for him it was. Oh yeah, uh, no, it
0: was yeah.
1: insane, and he.
0: Oh. I couldn't do that with you too for sure. That's that's. <laughs> I, I would not volunteer for that. Uh, good and lord.
1: Then, uh, luckily, I had been listening to his podcast because he's a very thick Irish accent, and oh, I nice. listened to all of his episodes so I could at least familiarize. Familiarize myself with it, so I wasn't, like, a complete jerk the entire time. It's like, what was that? What was that, Eric? But, so, yeah.
0: No, so. Oh, that's good times. So, gents, should we jump into our content? Let's do it. All right. So, shocking news on what we're going to focus on. We're going to focus on the draft. So, what we decided to do, because we tend to like to talk about everything, we're going to do a position per episode for four straight weeks. So... The first position we're gonna break down today, and we're just gonna go in order of who went off the board first per position, we're gonna break down running backs. Running backs obviously are always a hot commodity in rookie drafts. You're looking at from a roster like from a position scarcity and like the depth piece, like people looking for those, like those top guys. And also like it probably out of all the positions, it had the most interesting landing spots to talk about. Um, I mean, I guess wide receiver is interesting, but in a much more depressing way. So with running backs, there's a little bit more optimism with this discussion. So um, with that said, uh, Dave, would you like to introduce our first back?
1: So yeah, at the last pick of the first round, Clyde Edwards Hilaire went off the board to the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid and company were ecstatic making the pick. Patrick Mahomes was in their ear chirping that he wanted, he was, he wanted him to be playing in Kansas City, and a lot, a lot of optimism around this pick, Todd. So it was, what, what a way to end the first round after you know all that build up. We've been nothing going on, and then for Ceh to end it. Oh, the reactions on Twitter were amazing. It was just a great experience having Clyde Edwards-Hilaire go there if
0: there was one thing I wish I could have done during the first round is when this pick happened would be sitting next to Dave. (laughs) Like, like that's what I love to see. Like, like he was like, must cannot compute spreadsheet adjustments. Ah!" And I'm like, Oh my God, it would have been amazing. I thought it was a weird pick just for like, I just thought Swift was a slam dunk for this team, but I'm also not going to argue the pick. Like he's a great fit and a great offense. Like he's a, He's a little cannonball man, and he's a dynamo. He catches the ball out of the backfield. I mean, is there a better landing spot than this? Is there a better landing spot for running back than Kansas City?
2: No. Um, you know, I think I think the Colts is a pretty sexy landing spot, but... Yep. You know, Marlon Mack being there, I, I guess, complicates that a little bit. Obviously, you know, we'll get to that in a minute or two. Um, but just the way Kansas City uses their running backs, you know, they target the running backs on twenty percent of their passing plays. Yep. Which is great considering they don't really have any talented running backs to begin with. Yeah. You know, that offense is just so primed to take somebody like CEH, who despite what Dave thinks, is pretty good, and what? put him in there and get him to thrive.
1: <laughs> oh. For, for, uh, uh, I uh, like
2: CEH. Must not compare. Like Much a month ago compute. you texted me and you're like, yeah. Nope, nope, nope. Way overrated. Uh uh-uh. yep. uh. Yep. Terrible. Yep. Poor man yep. Sony nope. Michelle. Yep,
0: I have definitely heard Dave talk some, talk some crap about him. It's true.
2: You wrote,
1: just... Didn't you write a whole article about it? And, and I said, yeah, I did. Great intro. Thank you for throwing that up to me, Sean. I did write an article comparing <laughs> how CH is Sony Michelle coming out and the hype around uh, kind of it's hilarious. And it's perfect, because guess who also went at the end of the first round? Sony <laughs> Michelle. What a clairvoyant article by me. What? Just, it's almost as if... It, <laughs> oh, what
2: that's a great amazing. article
1: topic, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I might have to share this out to the people. Just how this is like two months before the draft, the whole storyline around Ch and Sony Michelle are strikingly similar, uh, except and I at the end my conclusion was there are similar situations except Clyde Woods Hilaire is a much much better receiver than Sony Michelle is. That there it is. The only that's what it was.
0: Right, and I think the thing that like when you talk about like the fact that the Chiefs target like, running backs, so would makes it better. And obviously, when you talk about the Colts side, which we'll get to when we get to Taylor, is uh, that that line's just disgusting, you know? But you're also talking about having a new QB coming in. Um, you know, that's different. And the other thing, too, is, like, the quarterback throwing you the ball at running back is Patrick Mahomes. You know what I mean? So, like, you're, you're coming off a Super Bowl win, a very efficient offense. They just have the fastest guys on the planet lining out on the outside, so defenses can't come up and like you know worry about like Edzer Solaire. like they got to be saying honest with the wide receivers it's like the perfect spot for him to be successful um so we had some projections going on with that and the one of the projections coming out that he was going to be the running back seven this year which i thought was a little high but i don't think it's crazy you know um do you guys have any worries about damian williams taking touches from him
2: Zero, um, and I think what seals it most is that you know Damian Williams was a Dolphins castoff, and mm-hmm. you know not I don't think a fantasy succubus victim. I think he just wasn't that great, but I think mean, he landed. Whoa, whoa, in just whoa! The most...
1: Everyone's a fantasy succubus victim. All right, everyone.
2: Fair. I think that's the only thing we'll ever agree on, all three of us. <laughs> all right, moving um, on. You know, just he landed in the juiciest of juicy landing spots, and I mean, I remember when they first cut Hunt, watching that and thinking. This is like a death blow for the Chiefs. How are they going to recover from this? Right. And then all of a sudden you see Damian Williams, who has to compete with somebody on the team who basically has the same name as him for touches. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden he's just finding crazy space and open spots on the field. And every reception he's getting seemed to be going for 15, 20 yards. And all of a sudden he becomes like a household fantasy name. And I don't think that's him. I think that's the Chiefs. So if you take somebody who's actually talented and you stick them in there, I think A... Damien Williams becomes an afterthought and BCEH is just going to shoot for the moon and probably go beyond yep. it. And
0: and he's and he's built, man. He's built to break him. He's built to juke him like he's it's it's a perfect fit and um I I still think I would have gone Swift there but I also haven't won a Super Bowl so I'm not going to question it. Um
1: Todd, you get enough chances you'll eventually win one just like Andy Reid that's true that's true I'm I'm
0: I'm I'm I'm, I'm 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 still i'm still waiting for my call you know i i keep showing them like my resume for my back-to-back titles in dynasty and nobody wants me so um all right maybe i talked it up too much that's probably the problem I, I, todd i still want you, I still want you. <laughs> thanks Dave. um we're gonna edit that out later so um, the second back off the board whoa, whoa, whoa. I, oh i oh i Dave, I thought I thought we transitioned to you wanting me. So no, no, I'm sorry. Do you have, have more th- to say. We have two things left
1: to talk about here. Well, three if we're going to talk about me wanting you. But moving on from that. Two. Is, <laughs> moving yeah, moving on from that at least is I want to throw a little bit of a wet blanket on Clydewood's Hilaire here. Uh, I he's my there it my, is my RB two <laughs> in this class. Knew it was stressed. My RB. I love. I, hey, I love me some CH. What, just a guy you like to root for personality wise. His story's exciting and. You know, and I like his profile and everything. There's two things about CEH that give me some pause. One, you guys happen to see what the Chiefs were saying and the GM was saying after the draft about CEH? No. No, tell us, Dave. They said, oh, the best thing about CEH is is it turns first down and second down. Like, second down, instead of being second and seven, it's second and two. And I'm like, well, if you drafted Clydeward's Hilaire to start running on every first down... No, 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 no. You're supposed to, you're drafting Clyde williams to supplement your offense, and and not don't turn into a run-first team here. And I don't think they're going to, but I don't like that idea. That is a bad philosophy. Do not change how your your team is structured. And I'm not saying they will, but I just do not like that idea. That's just a poor, poor philosophy. You no know, running. So just do not like think that Clyde williams holaire is going to turn you from a second and seventeen to a second and two team. No, you're just going to have the same amount of second and sevens as you would with any other running back. The thing about Clyde Rosalite that's exciting is his receiving ability and his overall ability. But he's not going to change your offense as a whole. Two, he only has that one year of production. That is the only thing that kind of st- that makes me not have him as a 101 in this class, even in Superflex. The only reason why he's not my 101 is that one-year production. I still love him. But that's just enough to give me a pause to move on. Where is, where is he? We didn't talk about where he's in your ranks, guys. He's two. He's two for me.
0: Um, I think what it is for me um, – I think it's a dream landing spot for 2020. I I think obviously I think it goes beyond 2020, um, and kind of what Dave said is too. Is like he's not going to come in and become a grinder. I mean, what what gives him his ceiling is the fact that he's going to be the pass catching back in an already dynamic passing attack. You know, so I I love the upside there. He's going to get plenty of opportunities to do some great things, but. My favorite back in the draft landed in the second-best landing spot behind a better line, you know? Like, And Marlon Mack's going to be done this year. So I have Jonathan Taylor over CEH, uh, C- but I I don't doubt anybody for putting CEH over that in that landing spot. Sean, what, what about you, man?
2: Yeah, so pre-draft, he was kind of flirting with three or four, uh, jumping back and forth with Dobbins, kind of depending mm. on the day and the weather. Respect. But, uh, just this landing spot is too much. And, you know, I hear Dave's concerns, and I actually had to look up who C.H. had to sit behind last year. Because oh, you don't name, want to know. It's Nick, Nick Brissette. The name Nick Brissette just wasn't even <laughs> in my vocabulary at Got, all.
1: Dynasty players, Sean, need to be worried. You know the Chiefs like to sign running backs. If the Chiefs sign Nick Brissette to a free agent deal, watch out, C.H. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. um, and, you know, there's some concerns over his past blocking ability, and that,
2: that creates some issue, but I think – yeah everyone's coming out with some kind of red flags and this right. landing spot was just so nice that it solidifies him in as my number two Locked, yeah. loaded ready to go
0: i would more consider him as my one b you know mm. you Agreed. know like Agreed. That, that that's kind of like more like what i would consider him as but um yeah it's a so real anyway. choice
1: it's a real tough decision i think we're we'll all agree yeah. how much we like him and how hard the decision is right well, yeah. it was funny, like, any time this, like, came up on, like, you know,
0: people, like, you know, like, in fantasy groups I'm in on Facebook or on Twitter, like, my contribution has been I haven't made up my mind yet. Like, like <laughs> I'm that guy who's, like, saying that as if, like, I'm just trying to be a voice of reason and being honest about it. Like, I'm sorry about making a gut check on this one. Like, I'm thinking about it. But after thinking about it, like, it, the, the guy who honestly moves it for me is uh Quentin Nelson. Like... Oh. I just yeah, see him on a poll bad. and like Jonathan Taylor and just seeing like, I don't know. There's some bias there for sure, but at the same time, like it's just something that gets me excited. So
1: I think we've all had Jamal Charles on our teams too, and how, and yep. how, um, how Andy Reed, some Andy Reed, sometimes will just mess with fantasy owners. I know that's not his intention, but we all have that in the back of our minds too, as yeah. former Jamal Charles owners.
0: Right, but that's that's why I brought the Damian Williams piece. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like I, he's just a better back. Like like. C.E.H. is a better back than Damian Williams in every single way. So, all right, moving on to the second back off the off the board. The second back off the board in round two at pick 35 was DeAndre Swift to, unfortunately, the Lions. <laughs> um, I hated this landing spot so much. Um, I don't get the Lions offense. I don't get the Lions identity. I don't trust the Lions. Um, I hate saying that because I loved Matt Patricia when he was in New England and i still thought deandre swift was the most there's the best all-around back in the draft you know if like in what you're asking a back to do he was very good at everything you know Clary, if you ask me which back i wanted more than anybody it was jonathan taylor because he's just a next level runner but deandre swift to me was the most complete back and now he's going to a place where you know carry on johnson's still there obviously like what does that mean um you know, it's just like the Lions to me is just a really difficult place for me to figure out. Is this a good thing? You know what I mean? Like, like he has a chance to get touches, but it's kind of like I don't know. Like they're probably in my top five of offenses. I'm not a fan of. So, um, any thoughts, guys? Please sell me on the Lions.
2: Dave, you want you want to take it? You want to go first, Sean? I want you to go first, buddy. All right. So I don't th- I don't think this is. Terrible for Swift. I think from a team building standpoint, it makes zero sense. Feels like the Lions are doing sure. it backwards. Of you know, taking your most volatile position, the position with the least value yeah. of players, and starting there and building outward, um, which is bananas to me. But I'm not the GM over there. But I think Swift can get on the field. And I think this was a real shot across Carrion's bow. You know, he's only played 18 games in two seasons. He doesn't really get a ton of pass work when he's on the field. He's gone after next year, two you know, two years from now. So they could be just looking long term here, and I think the draft capital that they sunk into Swift, you know, turns a lot of heads. Yeah. You don't they have so many other needs there, you don't take a second yep. round pick on a running back agreed unless you don't like your running back. You know, and this kind of feels similar to the Broncos going out and getting Melvin Gordon to me. They're looking at a position that's weak, and they're just saying, we can do better based on what's on the board there. It's almost like they're drafting with a fantasy mentality, and I think it's going to pay fantasy dividends for Swift. Right. Not a ton, but I mean, this is a team that's also losing almost all of its current offensive weapons over the next two years.
0: Right, and I think the other thing, too, we also can point out is is that, like, it's not a good line, you know? Mm. So, like, you know... It's a bad line. Like, if Stafford gets hurt, which he has the history. Oh, wait, I take that back. They have Chase Daniels. They'll be just fine. But, um, you know, I mean, okay, if Chase Daniels comes in, he'll be able to run the ball more, you know. And, but to me, it's like they weren't even a bad offense. Like, in total offense, they were, like, top 12, 13, I think. But at the same time, like, they were terrible with running the ball. So, like, why they sucked the capital in, I don't really get what's going on. But for some reason, I still love Kenny Galladay so like i don't know like maybe i can come around on swift i just wish it was he ended up somewhere else and i just can't get over he's still in the number three big ba- back in my rankings but i don't like it dave thoughts No god
1: <laughs> no god please no 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 yeah that's that sean was there for me when i the reaction with the Swift went to detroit uh yeah Tough. it was depressing <laughs> it was depressing uh now, after having a good week now to uh, rationalize it away and make excuses to myself and help me sleep at night, um, I'm feeling a little bit better. They, I think, I agree with everything that Sean said. Everything that Sean said. He's still my he's my number uh, three back in this class. He originally was in the top tier with Jonathan Taylor as the top two picks. I would have taken them both pre-draft before the quarterbacks and Superflex. However. Swift now comes down a tier for me. Uh, I still love him as a prospect. I think there's there's always a situation with his pure talent and his ability. He could end up being the best running back in this class. That's how good he is. The problem is is Detroit, and I just it's like, do I trust how Detroit empl- employs the running backs? They have really killed on Johnson at times and how they've used him. He came off a season where he looked. Remember when he first came out his rookie season and going into the second, season, everyone was getting really excited. And that, like, he had the, the the receiving upside and everything. And then that, that going into that season, they just didn't use him out of the backfield. It was just they just didn't use him correctly at all. And it was like a committee approach. And I do not. And I think while Swift is better suited for a committee approach. I just think he can. He's a just. He is such a great talent. Do not do not take the love of DeAndre Swift out of my out of my life for me, Matt and Patricia. Please don't. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, yeah, I think he's still – I still would like him over the wide receivers. I'd still draft Swift over the wide receivers. It's just – it's just – it's unfortunate. And But now look, reading the TV's a little bit and looking at Detroit, they in, signed a couple undrafted free agents at running back. They also drafted a running back in the fifth round, a small school guy. Um, I think it's Hunter or something, Jason Huntley or something.
0: Yep, Jason Huntley.
1: Uh, in the fifth round, I think this has more to do with who they already had at running back than – how they're going to use swift coming in if you know what i'm saying maybe this is more an indictment on carry on johnson yeah so that's the that's the how i try to be positive and just relying on swift's upside he doesn't need a lot of touches to do well in ppr so that's how i feel guys if you're in a startup
2: who you draft in first swift or johnson
1: <laughs> close
2: swift uh not even close for me swift i
1: don't even that's know if, if swift's in my top 10 i mean i don't even know if uh Carry on Johnson is my top 10 rankings. How, I was say, how, how high are that? you willing to grab Swift? Let's see. I got the rankings right here.
0: I got offered Carry on Johnson and uh, the 305 for the 205 today, and I hit reject without even thinking about it for a second. Ugh. I have absolutely yeah. zero interest in seeing what Carry on Johnson's got going You could do
2: very well at 205 this year. Still trying to trade it. Yeah, so that two hundred five is a little,
1: <laughs> bit, a little of a cliff here, but I'm, t- I'm taking Swift. He's my thirtieth overall ranked player in Superflex Dynasty. That's how high I have him. Still, that yeah, means in third round, I'm still taking him. That's how good he is.
0: Yeah, I I don't have him that high. It, it, it's honestly just landing spot. You know what I mean? I think he's that good of a player, but you know, to me, like being attached to that offense is just something that I don't find attractive to put that much capital into. Sean, did you have Swift three?
2: I did. Overall, yeah. In your rankings? The, um... He originally was... I kept bouncing back and forth. He was my one until about three-quarters of the way through last year. And then Taylor started giving me some second thoughts. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, after seeing all the landing spots, he he fell to three. I think I think we all felt
1: that way. But we all had jokes. I think our ranks are all the same right now. Yeah. Like I, I
0: actually... I just moved Swift down to, to four. And I'll tell who my three is in a little bit.
2: All right? Uh, okay. I feel like uh, until we get to six, it's going to be pretty uniform.
0: Yeah. So, um... All right, so Dave, go ahead. Number three back off the board. Go ahead. Jonathan Taylor. Oh, oh. Round two, pick forty-one. Jonathan Taylor to the Christ. Colts.
1: Oh, just I don't even know how to. I, I had a couple songs prepared. I had. Um,
0: but you got a two foot clempt. I
1: was going to share on Twitter. What's that?
0: But you got two foot clumped? Yeah.
1: Yeah. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh. Anyway, the the point is is. Jonathan Taylor is a great landing spot here. He's still my one-on-one superflex. He is probably one of the best prospects running back to come out um, since, well, besides Saquon Barkley, you always have to asterisk Saquon Barkley uh, in a long time, and he's 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 amazing. I think I think Nick I think Marlon Mack will still have a see 150 touches next year, but I, if you look at how uh, Indianapolis employs their offense, they have a lot of they do a lot of. Uh, they have a lot of rushing. Yep. So, And that offensive line, they, they want to run. That's the philosophy that offensive line has. They want to run the ball. That's how the entire offense wants to run the ball. And I think the opportunities that Jonathan Taylor will have, even if it starts out as a 50-50 thing, I think his talent will have him winning it just like how Nick Chubb back in Cleveland. I can see this as a similar situation where uh, Jonathan Taylor takes over before the end of the season.
0: Uh, yeah, I really like what the Colts are doing here, man. They put, they put the best runner behind the best line um if well at least the top three line you know i like taylor 101 because i just like this situation more long term you and know over
1: the qbs too Ted.
0: uh no not in superflex in the in superflex i, de- I definitely got to go with the two qbs and i would go with okay. taylor at, uh 103 i just for me well actually no i i think it i might go taylor 102 i think burrow has to be my 101 i might take him over to uh Um, But I probably, in the end, will probably take Tua. It's pretty close for me on that one. But um, I just really like the long-term investment. I also like what the Colts did with Pittman. And then you have, you know, T.Y. Hilton sold there. Everyone forgets about Jack Doyle. So, like, you know, Campbell can come on in that offense. So they got a – I mean, you can't forget about Pascal. He is a solid depth-wide receiver. So they have a lot of pieces to be able to use Taylor and then – you know, while defenses are keeping honest with Taylor, they have, like, some big targets to be able to use in the red zone. So I, I really like what they're doing. And they have a veteran quarterback to lead this. So um, Colts has done some really nice things this season. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like Trey Burton, the number one tight end, right? <laughs> hey, I, I,
0: Hey, I, I, I'm I, still going with uh, Jack Doyle is going to be same the no, guy. Right. Same here. Baby heads. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Trey, Trey Burton's a pretty solid backup if somebody
2: goes down, I guess. You know?
1: So, I mean, when um, he's already down, it's tough to come in. But yeah, sure. True. True. All right. he
2: doesn't even have a groin anymore. Yeah, that's that. I, Sean I investigate
1: that for himself. But yes,
0: continue. Okay. Sean Taylor thoughts.
2: Yeah, love it. Um, you know, living that high life like Steve Winwood. I think this is an awesome pick. I think he is an you know gr- just echoing great talent, great offensive line, veteran QB. Rivers targeted the running backs far and away more. Than most quarterbacks last year, I think he was the top spot in the top spot by like an extra twenty or so targets. Taylor's going to see a ton of volume. I think I'm not as optimistic on Marlon Mack as Dave is. I think I'm you, not don't, at all. you don't take Taylor here to still use a guy who hasn't been great.
1: Just the way that they've used running backs in the past. That's the only. And I'm not saying he's going to be fancy viable. I just think I do. I think Taylor's going to get 300 carries this year. I, I I'd be surprised.
2: How many total touches do you think he gets?
1: 250, I think, is a decent estimate. Nice.
2: Yeah, good. Um, I think long-term value, you know, one of the knocks on Eason coming out or a couple of the knocks on Eason when they took him is that he's not athletic. He's not going to scramble. He's not going to make these really inspired and crazy plays the way Patrick Mahomes does. He's going to need that safety valve. He's going to be dumping off the Taylor. So whether or not Rivers sticks around for another year after this year, I mean, probably, probably. He's going to have three dozen kids, I think, by 2022, so. (laughs) <laughs> he'll need to keep that money rolling in, but whether That's it's all right. Rose, he- whether it's Eason, they're still going to be dumping off to the running back a lot. So have Taylor's in a place to really names. just rack up volume.
0: All right, gentlemen, let's do a quick game here: Taylor or, all right, Taylor or Austin Eckler, Taylor, Taylor, Taylor or Derrick Henry, Taylor, Taylor, Taylor or C E H. Taylor. CEH. Okay. I'm Taylor for all of these so far. All right. Miles Sanders
1: or Taylor? Miles Sanders. Taylor. Ah. Taylor. See, all I, right. I actually flipped this after the draft just because I love I love where C, or where Taylor landed, but Miles Sanders, you can't get much better escaping out of free agency in the draft than Miles Sanders did. And I'm yeah. not worried about Corey Clement either. Get Corey Clement out of here. Come on. Fair <laughs> enough.
0: Josh Jacobs or jo- or
2: Jonathan Taylor. Ooh, Taylor, Taylor. Yeah, I think Taylor. That's that's one of the toughest ones so far. All yet. right, two two more. Nick Chubb or
0: Jonathan Taylor. Nick Chubb. Taylor.
2: Taylor for me too. The the goal line situation in Cleveland, yep. I already see myself being frustrated by. Yep. S- last one. Joe Mixon, or
0: Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. Joe Mixon. Taylor,
1: Taylor, yep. So I, is he? Your RB? What overall, Todd? Six. Okay, wow. And I thought I was high. God.
0: I I'm that high in the landing spot, and I'm that high on him as a runner. I'm that high on the philosophy. Um, I I really like him. Um, the only guy that um I have a tough time putting him over is Mixon, but, you know, I I just think that like you said, Jonathan Taylor is just like the best running back prospect we've seen since Barkley, which is an insane statement, you know? So, um, and he landed in the perfect situation. Like, I, there's not much not to love there, you know? And if that's how high I am, I don't think I have to put that kind of capital into him, and I could, if I wanted to be able to get him in a certain point, I could trade around to get him. I'm not going to get him in any of
1: my Dynasty Leagues, but, you know. Sean, where is he, RB, overall for you?
2: Overall or for rookies?
1: Our overall, like, uh, yeah, overall.
2: Taylor overall, I mean, I don't have an exact list, but okay. probably somewhere between 7
1: seven and 9, 7 and 10. I am hot. So I thought I was high. I'm an RB9, and I, and I, I feel like that's high. And, I mean, I'm taking him in the 15th pick. No, the 15th pick in a startup superflex flex draft. That's how high I have him. So maybe you guys have him higher... Amongst the running backs, but I still have him very high in overall ranking. Like I'm taking him at the start of the second round, like the two hundred three in a in a in a startup draft.
0: I would now too probably. I mean, I'd probably just go with that. Um, I think before the draft, I wouldn't have said that, but that's how much I love the landing spot. You know, so um, I I mean again, I still think the Chiefs is a better landing spot, but I think that this is the perfect landing spot for Taylor in that regard. You know, so um, all right, guys, moving on to the next one. Fourth back off the board, second round, pick fifty two, Florida State's own Cam Akers to the Rams. Um so people exploded on um like buying into Akers for the Rams. I'm not really ready to like jump to conclusions like most there. Uh, I think he's a great back. You know, you clearly got a great offensive coach, bad line, and there's competition there. You know, and Mark I think, competition. I I mean Henderson, they put a so like a know, decent amount of capital yeah, into. It's a good
1: stepping stone, but yeah,
0: continue. Malcolm, like Malcolm Brown, they committed to, and there's like you just can't push him off to the side. I'm saying that Cam Akers maybe down the road is a good thing, but I don't think 2020 is a sure thing. So, I for me for the the biggest argument I've been having with people is this: is like I'm like so much higher on J.K. Dobbins and Cam Akers at this point, and. Um,
1: I love it. Drama. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. Right. yeah, so like, that's to me like, you know, I, I also think if you want to talk from a production standpoint, like, what didn't J.K. Dobbins do, you know? So, to me, I, I, I get it. I, like, I'd like, i be confident drafting Akers. I just think that people are a little higher on him than they should be, given the landing spot. Uh, what, go uh, ahead, What didn't Dave.
1: J.K. Dobbins do? What didn't he do? He didn't perform around one of the worst offensive lines and worst offenses in college football. That's what he didn't do. What didn't he do? He didn't perform on one of the worst offensive lines in football, or the worst offenses in college football, like Kim Akers did. Like, I, do you so think, I don't so think J.K. Dobbins should be f- faulted for not playing against like, crappy saying, players if, in a vacuum. I don't think J.K. Dobbins could have done as well as Kim Akers could have done did uh, in the Florida the Florida offensive line. You can't predict
0: that. That's ridiculous. I, 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 I'm that I, is that is is, that is this is
1: why this is an argument. This is why it's a debate.
0: Yeah, that is debate. that is so speculative and founded on absolutely nothing.
1: Todd, this is exact, well, it is, look at play style, uh, look at how k make breaks tackles, evades tackles, compared to J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins is more of a one-cut runner. Uh, I think, yeah, I think that's exactly how I did it. That's that's exactly how it did. It's not speculative. I mean, yes, it's speculative, but it's not like I pulled it out of thin air. Well, no, you're
0: trying to say that J.K. Dobbins couldn't have played better behind that line, but never given the opportunity to prove that statement is just ridiculous.
1: I'm just saying, Ohio State has one of the best offensive lines recruiting classes every year or year over year compared to Florida State, which was a turnstile or a turnpike or whatever. I'm not
0: trying to say that you can't fault game makers. I'm also not even trying to say he's a bad running back. Like, he's still in my top, but I think he, let me tell you, he's my number six back, right? So it's not like I'm, like, trashing him. I'm just saying that I think that some people had him as, as high as three, and I'm like, I, I don't see that that's my you, point
1: i'm not trying rather, to huh would you, Would you rather have so you were talking about competition you're talking you one of your arguments was about cam akers competition and daryl henderson and malcolm brown would nope. you rather face daryl henderson and malcolm brown or mark ingram justice hill gus edwards and all that and then also have to deal with uh lamar jackson vulturing uh, touchdowns from you too
0: so that's a good point i like Dobbins beyond 2020 you know I do think that Dobbins will get his touches, but I also think that, you know, I think Hill is going to be in the pass. I think that Hill is probably going to be end up backing up Dobbins. Edwards will be gone. Ingram will be gone. And the thing about it is, is like, yes, you're going to get those, those touchdowns vultured by Lamar Jackson to a degree, but it's the most dynamic running team in football. It's literally the best running offense in football. Why wouldn't I want the running back attached to that? Mark Ingram was a running back number one for most of the year in that
1: in that offense. And J. K. Dobbins is a significantly better talent than him. All right. And also Lamar Jackson, instead of dumping it off, he rushes. So like that's like they're not a lot of receiving upside. One of Dobbins' strengths is receiving. He's not gonna get as many opportunities in that offense, wouldn't you say?
0: Well, I also think that you can also play to your strengths if you need to be able to use him for, for, for dump-offs. They could probably work that in. It's not exactly a hard thing to, like, changing your scheme to be able to dump the ball off to a running back. It's not like it's you're completely reinventing your weapons, offensive
1: scheme. You know, Historically, a weapon like Lamar Jackson, it, it, their natural instincts is when things break down, they don't... And Lamar Jackson does a very good job of reading the field and all that stuff. I'm not trying to knock Lamar Jackson at all. But rushing QBs historically have shown that they throw less to running backs than any other QB. That's fine.
0: I'm, I'm also not historically going to rank that up against in this modern day NFL as the game continues to change. You know, and I'm also not going to. I mean, you're looking at an offense that was going for 200 and 200 in every game, you know, and that hasn't been done. Like, it, it's a different offense, you know. I mean, Ingram still got, you know, 26 touches. you know what I mean? So it's, and also like with Dobbins in space, like they might try to utilize him in that more. My point is, is like, I like a dynamic running back who was a heck of a lot more productive than Akers. And if you watched him play, he's a freak athlete, Dobbins. And that's Mm -hmm. the kind of offense Mm -hmm. I I want to be able to put him in. And I, in 2020, like I said, if I'm drafting the Dobbins and I'm relying on him to be a player for me in 2020, then that's not the way to go. I think that Dobbins is more an investment at this point, you know? And, but, however, I, I was talking to a guy in my league who was asking about trading back um, to the 1-3 from the one oh one and I was like, Dobbins is a huge drop-off from Taylor and, and CEH, you know?
1: People saying that Dobbins is one oh one and I don't see it, but there's that, there are people who there's are saying
0: There's definitely that. people saying that, and that's because he's that good of a back. So just because he played with good players doesn't mean that has to be his downfall, you know? So, I mean, Cam Akers, I'm sorry. You chose a crap school to go to and play football. That's your choice. You can live with that, you know? But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. That that argument was weak, Dave. I'm sorry.
1: I'll disagree a <laughs> Sean, you didn't weigh in much. What, what do you got to say, bud? Yeah, I think you,
2: know, you guys are obviously having some banter, and but very narrowly. I think, you know, Akers <laughs> is a good talent. I think <laughs> I have him below Dobbins, but I think you guys are missing one of the biggest points here is that the Rams are a goddamn train wreck right now. Yes, they are. And you know their offensive line was, I think, bottom it's, four last year overall ranked according to PFF. It's terrible, and they did nothing to address it. And this, and you know, you're getting into the weeds of what's the actual competition, but I think the competition narrative matters more than the actual competition itself, right? This is a team that weirdly kind of paid. Not necessarily out the nose, but paid more than they needed to to keep somebody like Malcolm Brown, who they've flirted and with featuring Tugherly and given mo- up on a couple of times. They took of the players sure in the, used third players round last in the league last year. The year before that, they took the original John Kelly, low, but he was pegged to be one of the best sleepers yeah, for that. Sure. year. Well, John Kelly. Love it. And you know, it just seems like they're trying to cheat their way back to twenty eighteen. 2018 glory 2017 glory yep. the year they went to the super bowl with the pats by taking somebody who cam makers is a great talent and i agree with everything dave said about you know his ability to still be as good as he was despite being on a garbage team but i think when you're playing because he was out of wake forest you know the competition you're playing you're losing maybe two of those guys are going to be pro level athletes Right now he's going to be expected to now he's going to be expected to run in the same kind of offense against eleven pro level athletes, and I think he can be as talented as he can be. It's not going to matter as much because this landing spot is just so bad, and their cap space is so terrible through the next couple of years. There's no way out. I had him pretty high on my you know coming into the draft rankings, but he took a tumble for me based on this.
1: Marshall think... Yanda leaving at all disrupt things for you guys at all? I mean, that's a big deal. Well, who? Hall of Famer. Yeah, Marshall yeah. Yanda left the Ravens. That's a big deal. Like, I think that I mean, that might be going overlooked a little bit.
0: No, I mean, that's a good point. Um, no, it's not overlooked by me. Um, I just, I, I mean, that is a tough thing to replace, but it's still an offense that was very dynamic at running the ball. It's a good landing spot versus a crap landing spot. And I want to point out, Sean, that one of the first things I did say is that the Rams line was bad. I did say that, all right? But at the same time, like Acres is a great athlete, you know. Like even in a bad landing spot, I still have him at number six, you know, because the
1: six RB or the six overall,
0: six RB. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So um, I mean, it's about landing spot with me with running backs. I've I've been I've been upfront about that since day one, you know. So I have Dobbins three, and I have Swift four, and I'll tell you I have five in a little bit. So where do you guys have Dobbins on your list?
2: Sean, Dobbins or Acres? My bad, Acres. Acres for me tumbled down to eight. Wow. Oh, Jesus. Okay.
1: Dave, Acres. I mean, he's my he's my fourth running back, and no, my uh, one two, yeah, fourth running back. I have him. They're literally. You back have to count to four. Acres is four. <laughs> okay. And then he's back to back with Jacob Dobbins. I don't think, mind you, we're I'm my argument is razor thin here. I have they're like two spots away in overall rankings is razor thin. But I, I mean, Mark Ingram or 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 well, I, first year production matters to me, and I and I and I don't like the idea of investing in running back for longer term than like uh, with Dobbins. That's just the only problem I have with that.
0: That's fair. I mean, that's the that's the thing with me is that like. I, if I'm in a situation where I'm winning now and I invest in Dobbins, I have to think about who I have in the other places. Um, but, yeah, I, I love J.K. Dobbins, and I, and I love the investment there, and I love that he's – it's not even that. Like, you're investing in, in, a, in a great offense that prioritizes running the football, you know, and that's kind of rare in the NFL these days. Sean, where did you have Dobbins? Dobbins, I had four. I like it.
1: So right. I mean, I I just want to clarify too. It's not that I don't like Dobbins. I like Dobbins. It's just a, when it's when if we're going to make this argument, that's all I'm saying. I like Dobbins. Don't I don't want to make sure that's out there.
0: Well, you tried to make me Barry K. makers by saying that J.K. Dobbins didn't play at Florida State. I mean, I'm like, I'm sorry that J.K. Dobbins went to a good school. It's not his fault.
1: I mean, hey, well, when, when he was being recruited, that was a very top-flight offensive line program, and then it just cratered. Sure. So you can't really.
0: Right. So um, and anyway, so moving on, like you know. I don't think we need to talk about Dobbins. He was the next pick off the board, number five, round two, pick 55, uh, went to the Ravens, obviously. I think we have made our point perfectly clear. Uh, The only thing I actually want to ask you guys about that before we move on is about a different player. What's up with Justice Hill now? Dead. Just dead in the water. How about that, Dave?
1: Yeah, I mean, he took a tumble. Uh, I mean I was not so I had a plenty of opportunity to acquire Justice Hill in our league in particular and then in other leagues I had a couple offers out and I just I was worried about when those secondary RBs that don't produce in year one I don't or they don't even live up to the because we, we all really liked Justice Hill going into last year yep I, I agree I just, this is the problem you know it's a if you're not it just it's a short memory here a short memory for draft capital and all that stuff and and also too some because of the offense it is some of, of justice hill's strengths aren't utilized he's he's more of a weapon out of the backfield receiving and it just isn't used to that extent so that's right i hate to see it um that is a that is a crowded backfield that is a very crowded backfield. right and i think it becomes very uncrowded very
0: soon you know yeah, and I mean, yeah and, and i think we could dive into that backfield on another show you know and, um, so I think we got to move on. We're going to move on. Can I ask
1: you Can we play the game, the JK Dobbins game, like we did with, uh, sure. all right. Can you, you want to, you want to lead it or you want me to,
0: you can lead it. Go ahead.
1: All right. Um, JK Dobbins or Chris Carson. Chris Carson. Carson. Okay. That's, that is very anti the grain that I don't think a lot of people believe that, but we're all on the same page there. Uh, Chris, JK Dobbins or Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones. Yeah, yeah, Jones. See, I actually am the opposite. I have that's J. Close K. Ahead of, I have J.K. Dobbins ahead of Aaron Jones. Uh, see, I love Aaron. I love J.K. Dobbins. What are you guys talking about? Uh, so, yeah, um, well, I, think, Ford, I
0: I think you're not respecting Aaron Jones enough on that one. So, they, well, we'll Packers. get to that in a bit.
1: Um, yeah. But Leonard Fournette or J.K. Dobbins? Leonard Fournette. Dobbins sean went dobbins Todd went so you guys aren't worried about all that pre-draft chatter about trading leonard fournette he has no guaranteed money left all that stuff i um, think leonard, f- take him. yeah
0: i i also think that leonard fournette's going to be somebody who will, produ- will, will produce wherever he is
1: and you guys think that receiving upside can ha- hang
0: no mm-hmm.
1: okay uh, just interesting and then Derek henry or jk dobbins henry henry eckler jk dobbins Eckler Eckler, I love Eckler I have J.K. Dobbins ahead of Eckler so I think I think I might have J.K. Dobbins ahead of overall than you guys but you guys in the rookie class so that's interesting that was just interesting it it, it seems like you're ranking
0: rookie running backs a lot higher than I am which is fair (laughs) I get it I mean for me the only two that are like super high are Taylor in uh, CEH you know um all right so next um I saw this guy in high school Number six, uh, round two, pick 62, A.J. Dillon to the Green Bay Packers, who I think we can all agree was the worst team of the night, in my opinion. So, oh, my God. Worst team of the decade. Yeah, it was just weird picks. Hey, let's back up two of our three stars. It's just, like, weird. Now, I know, like, if you if you look at, like, if you look at contracts, like, like, Jones could be gone. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's very much part of the narrative, but – You're also looking at a situation like the one thing I did like about the pick is that he's a nice compliment to Jones. It's pretty much like you're beefing up Jamal Williams, you know, like, so from an actual football standpoint, yeah, I guess it makes sense. But like, why would you spend it? Like in, in such a receiver needy team, why would you put a second round draft pick into a running back? Like, I just didn't get it. You know, Um, he's a, I mean, I actually like. Dillon, if he's in the right system, kind of pretty much reminds me of Derrick Henry. So, I don't know. He has the potential. I mean, they, they spent capital on him. He might have an opportunity to do things. He could be a steal in the second round of drafts, you know?
2: Um,
0: Sean, thoughts on uh, A.J. Dillon?
2: I actually, I like it there. I like it for Dillon. Um, it obviously kind of sucks a little bit for Aaron Jones, but I think Jones was great out of the passing game last year and they didn't utilize them enough you know Matt LaFleur since he came in has been preaching that their system is going to be built on a running back by committee approach and Jamal Williams sucks so you can't really create a running back by committee if you only have one running back and I think now what they're right. looking for is you know Bruiser and A.J. Dillon and kind of that flexibility that Jones showed being able to catch out of the backfield they targeted the running back the six most times Out of all Mm -hmm. teams last year, which of course they had to because they have one wide receiver and he missed a third of the year. And I just think this whole draft was nuts. You know, A.J. Dillon's in a good spot to take over a lot more carries once Jones leaves because I think they've clearly shown their hand that they're not going to pay him. Right, exactly. And You know, I was really high on this. And I think just one last thing, Packers-centric versus A.J. Dillon-centric. I saw this the other day. Aaron Jones in his entire or not Aaron Jones Aaron Rodgers in his entire career has thrown one touchdown pass to a first round pick.
1: That is not a true stat. He's thrown plenty of pick sixes to first round picks. <laughs> <laughs> He'll
0: be here all week, ladies and gents. Yeah, I just this
2: this draft narrative was unbelievable of, you know, Rodgers pretty publicly advocating for them spending up on all these great receivers that were in this draft and hey let's use our first round pick give me some weapons so we can finally make a dent in the playoffs and they said yeah buddy we hear you but screw you we're gonna draft your replacement right
0: and and that's that's pretty much why i like dylan the most is like i think that he's the kind of guy that he's a greater like he he should be pretty durable uh he was very durable at bc he's he's a phenomenal athlete for his size too so um yeah i i i like the pick in in a fantasy standpoint, for maybe not twenty twenty, but beyond it, um, I in a part of a committee, he's a guy who definitely has some sort of value there. Um, it's a good line, you know. They they lost some guys, but it's still a good line to run behind. Um, it's just, I I just don't understand the Packers not investing in Aaron Jones. I mean, I understand it's like not putting the capital into it. So that it totally makes sense, but you know, that I just I are they trying to get Aaron Rodgers to leave? Like
2: I don't know. They it's feel just, like they're trying to create a next man up culture to me. Yeah. Like on the shortest route possible. Right. Like, let's and, not make uh, it seem like player, you know, 28 can be replaced by 49. Right. Let's make it seem like player one can be replaced by 52. Right. But usually you do that after you've had success. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. like sustained success.
0: Like, yeah, they were like, they were really close to getting to the Super Bowl. And now like, oh, I don't know. Dave.
2: I'm not saying it makes sense.
0: Oh, no, I'm not I'm either at all. That's what's happening. No, I'm saying that this is more fantasy-friendly than it is actually for the Packers.
2: You know, so,
0: um, Dave, thoughts?
1: My thoughts here is I've been stewing silently at the mention of Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur, I, I have not yet forgiven that man for what he did to Marcus Mariota. And turning that, and just, you know, <laughs> the idea of, oh, Matt LaFleur's coming in, they're going to they're gonna reinvigorate and do into a pass-happy offense with Corey Davis. And they're going to do, they're going to, they're going to they're stretch the ball instead of going back to that the run-first mentality. No. Matt LaFleur comes in, and, you know, smartest guy, run the ball, run the ball. Yeah, he's a young guy, run the ball. Screw Matt LaFleur. Screw his idea of a running back co- by committee. What he's doing to Aaron Jones, one of the most disrespected running backs it, that we've had in the NFL and in the organization of the Packers, who's been a great talent and been disrespected, and then to continually, continually disrespect him at all fronts. Aaron Jones is one of the best running back seasons that we've seen in the you know, and fantasy-wise, you know, it well, you know, just very solid, very solid. And he just goes, oh no, we're gonna drift. we're gonna drift a guy and stick him around. I dare, you your light. like. Screw you, Matt Lafleur. Screw you for taking Jordan Love too in the first round, in the first two years of his career too, behind Aaron Rodgers, and just screw you, Matt Lafleur. Screw you. I like AJ Dillon, but screw you. I cannot stand you. What have you freaking done in this league? Nothing. Nothing. Get the out of here. Okay, so.
2: Um, Sean, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I love the fire coming from Dave, and I would just love <laughs> to know what he thinks of Aaron Jones being wasted. But he just seems Screw like a guy you that's never going to be used right, doesn't he? <laughs> doesn't that seem like that's going to be his career narrative? Oh, it's amazing. I mean, then after right. six years, you're going to say, "Yeah, he was he was pretty good, but imagine what he could have been." Oh, that's too funny.
1: Yeah, where do you guys uh, have Jones so in yeah, I'm your rankings? Doing- AJ Dillon comes in. I have him going in the mid second round. He's my 208 overall in rookie ranks. He's my RB. He's an RB... He's the RB8, 28 overall. I actually can't really count on my fingers. He comes in after he's. So he's RB6 you don't overall. don't have 28 maybe? fingers? One, two, three, four, five, six. He's my RB7 in this draft. Um... Sean, what's your RB for you? <laughs> RB7 as well.
0: Okay. I have him seven. Oh. Oh, my
1: God. I, yeah, I, he's I... going to.
0: I still have not. I still I, my, I still have five. So Dave's six is open. Uh, Sean's five is open. Sean's six is open. And my five is open. So uh, next guy
1: up. Can I just – sorry. I didn't spend enough. One thing on AJ Dillon. He – I think he will have great games. I could see him getting a lot of touchdowns, having some great games. Because that Green Bay offensive line isn't shabby. But it's going to be tough to predict when he goes because they, they might – absolutely. Re- that's the problem. Jamal Williams, we, he, we can't stand him, but they, he's a leader in that locker room. He is very well-liked. Yep. That's just frustrating.
0: Yeah, and exactly. It's like what Sean said. Like, they're trying to create a next-man next culture up before, like, they even have the culture established, you know? So, um, all right. Seventh pick off the board. Uh, I mean, seventh running back off the board. Uh, round three pick 66 was Antonio Gibson to the Redskins. Um, so, once he went to the Redskins, I immediately didn't want him. Um so, yeah, I mean, sure, there's opportunity there. I'm not as high as most. I think that um, with him and guys healthy, it's actually not a bad tandem. Um, I'm not that high on Gibson. Um, I'm not that high on anybody attached to Washington for the most part. Guys, any takes?
1: I'll just add in that it, it was a positive that he was a running back, declared as a running back by Washington. Mm-hmm. I think he use more of a weapon-like, like, but only saw I think he saw 101 touches, barely over 100 touches, if 100 touches in college uh and memphis has had a poor track record of late it might be more of a system than actual the players uh great athlete i had a lot of high hopes from his as being a david johnson light type player but i don't i it, there's a lot of there's a lot of running back bodies in in, in washington right there
0: now. certainly are and it's also still washington with the coaching change at that so um sean thoughts on antonio gibson
2: yeah punt um you know the versatility and the athleticism <laughs> is appealing but he's i think the sixth running back now in that room yeah i can't even imagine that a running back room has six chairs in it for most teams right probably a, it's probably a couch at this point right? yeah right
0: so the only thing i would say though is outside of geist i don't think any of them are really that good or young you know, um, so I no, don't I think that... it's more of
2: an indictment on Washington and what they're doing and how they're operating. Right. and is that something you want to buy into?
0: hundred percent. And at the same time, I think that Rivera adopted a lot of that, but then he made it worse in situations. Like I don't know what the hell is going on there. Um, I haven't he missed my invest- running back. R- say it again.
1: It just it is it is worth knowing there are a lot of bodies, but they Rivera invest in him. You know what I'm trying to say, like all the yeah. other players so that's that is at least something i, I right i like jay gibson i just feel like i've been a little negative but yeah well, rivera
2: was there for the uh mckissick and barber signings right yeah yep. he was um i
0: think mckissick though could be pretty much you could pretty much put mckissick in the slot and consider him that you know hmm. and i think barber um I mean, he's a guy who just can cr- cut in training camp you know what i mean but uh he's cr- he's somebody that's you know he's serviceable. You know I I don't find him to be anybody who you need to like worry about. So is I Christian actually,
1: Thompson a free agent? Um, or is he still on the team? No, he's gone.
0: Yeah, I think he's he gone. Uh, Gibson, I have it nine, and the only reason I have it nine is because he's an, he's a great athlete and he might emerge from that from that mess. You know, um, what do you guys have, Gibson?
2: I knocked him down to thirteen. Swamp is just too thick.
1: I think it's too messy for anybody to crawl out of. Fair enough, Dave. Yeah, he is. He I I have Bowden ahead of him, so he's far down there for me. He's far down. Yeah, I, I, he might not even get five touches a game.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's like I just think that the capital I put into him, it's the guy that Revere invested in him. I don't really think that anybody in that backfield it touches him in a skill compared to Geis. I mean, except for Geis, so like the only reason I got him at nine is that like I see him having a better shot to emerge than any guy behind him. I actually really want to put Bowden over him. I just don't because it that draft was just stacked, you know. And I'll get to Bowden later on. So uh um, haven't Dave, mentioned Adrian what,
1: Peterson's still there too.
0: Yeah, right. And that's yeah. Uh, what did so? Did, what did you have Gibson at like eleven?
1: I don't. I can't even count that far down. He's like I'm taking him to the mid third round. That's how far down I have him. All right,
0: Gibson. Somewhere down here. All
1: right. So,
0: next guy up would be... All right. At number eight. The eighth back off the board. Round three, pick 76, was Keyshawn Vaughn out of Vanderbilt and went to Tampa Bay. Um, I believe this is the guy who benefited the most from his landing spot in the draft, period. Um, I He's a complete back. He's a productive back in college. He's a versatile back. There's a PPR boost there. Um, He's definitely older, which to me, like, yep, I think long term it may may not be so great, but I also think that that gives you something to be confident in going into 2020. Um, I don't, Clary Rojo is not the guy there, so you could see him in a significant role in a revamped office and offense. And if he can get the trust of Tom out of the backfield catching the ball, you know that's a path to fantasy points. Um, I think that he was the perfect guy to fit into a committee there. Um, he is actually my running back five.
2: Sean, uh, you're up next, bud. Yeah, so for me, he came in. Um, I think it's a great landing spot. Definitely my the most attractive. He was also my running back five. Actually, I nice. said this to day when they drafted him. It felt It felt like they were taking another Rojo, but... Who can catch a little bit better. Yeah, I I think... I don't think think he's... He's not the workhorse. He's not the jackknife do-everything that Bruce Arians keeps teasing that he wants. But it just seems like they're going to kind of come up with a very interesting committee of Vaughn, Rojo, and Dare, whatever his last name is. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I think the sky can be the limit for this kid, but I think beginning of the season is probably going to be a little ugly for him the only thing that concerns me and this isn't really a fantasy standpoint this is just more as you know 30 years going pats fan of vaughn doesn't really pass block well and what we've seen from brady in the past is if you can't pass block if you can't protect him on third down he's gonna very strongly advocate for you to see the bench Mm. And I think unless you know, and he maybe he can come and refine those parts of his game, but unless he can, he's not going to be able to see the field very consistently. And I think that committee is going to get messy. Fair. I think if he can do that, if he can make those strides, if he can win over Brady, this could be a very, very great landing spot. Probably somebody you can get maybe mid second round pick. Late second round I, pick in rookie draft. I I
0: think he in a rookie draft if you're not if it's not super flexed I think he's end of the first or early second. That I, I, well I mean you're a running back attached to a great offense. You know what yeah. I mean? With with without a guy in front of you that's established. You know what I mean? Like that that narrative isn't enough to sell in it in itself. You know? Uh-huh.
2: So yeah, um, and I mean worth noting too is the Bucks really beefed up their line.
0: Yep, exactly. That's, awesome. that's right. And to me, it's kind of like. What capital you're going to spend in him in rookie drafts, even late first or early second? Yeah, I'm not trying to say like you know that's not worth anything, but like what the return could be attached to what offense he's in with the opportunity he has presented to him, it's worth it's worth the gamble. You know, it's it's I want to say it's a boom bust, but like you know, he'll I I he'll definitely have the opportunity to be productive in that offense. Dave, shot uh, thoughts on Vaughn.
1: Yeah, uh, he's an, a little bit of an older prospect, and I like my young running back, running back prospects to be a little bit older or younger. Ages? I, I am an age, with running backs. I am an ages I think you know the better running backs tend to come out a little bit earlier because they you know they know that their their money is made early on in their career. They can get to that fir- that second contract quicker. But th- you can't say anything bad about this landing spot except for the running. The offensive line isn't that that great. Uh, but Tom Brady is known to check into running plays, at, you know, at the goal line. So that's a positive, and that that just that offense as a whole, more running red zone trips is great. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I it's tough to get excited about Keyshawn Vaughn. I think I have him coming in after the a lot of the wide receivers, the top tier wide receivers, just because I can get a little bit more excited about them. But, champ, uh, people who have the 111, the 112, or even. Maybe some of the 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 worst teams who at 201, 202, when it comes back around to them in rookie drafts are gonna be very happy with a player of Keyshawn Vaughn's caliber landing them in rookie drafts. So he's a he's a guy who's like, oh, running back, he's got an opportunity. Why not take him? It's not a I, can he beat out Ronald Jones? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, I also think with the line though too is like you know they just drafted worse. Who is like a phenomenal talent. That what a slip. What a
1: slip. What a great pick yeah. by them. I what mean, I star? also,
0: yeah, I also think that, uh, Joe Haig, like where he fell, like fell to them coming off the Colts. So, like, he's a good player too. So the line got better, man. So like yeah. that, that's something where like the one thing I differ on is like, and Sean said it too, that the line got better. So like
1: that it got better. What, I just, is, yeah. is it, you know, I just, I, I get, I'm just a little, maybe I'm just a lover scorned by Tom Brady, but I guess Gronk's a good pass or pass blocking running or tight end too or at least he was i i, I guess i i like him at, i think he's my rb6 uh and all i'm right. happy with it so
0: all right so i think we're going to go with a little bit of rapid fire to end this up gentlemen All right. so Let's uh do it. all right so next off the board is oh this might be hard to do rapid fire uh knife back off the board because he's listed as a back uh round three pick 80 was lynn bowden uh dave and i are both Big, big Lynn Bowden fans. We've Sean liked Lynn Bowden, too. I just know that Dave and I have had separate conversations off the air about Lynn Bowden. Um, running back, wide receiver, well, he'll play both. A uh, the quarterback, is- too. Yeah, quarterback, too. Yeah, a quarterback,
1: too. Hey, no disrespect to Mariota, though. I don't mind the disrespect yeah. to Carr, but just don't disrespect Mariota. <laughs> I mean, so the, so the thing about Bowden that,
0: like, bothered me about it is, I'm like, you have Josh Jacobs there, and then they drafted – two, like, really good wide receivers in Ruggs and Edwards, and you still have, you know, uh, you still have Williams there, who will play, Renfro, who's kind of fits a similar thing that Bowden does, so his path to touch is a little unclear. Um, he's a freak athlete. He's a phenomenal competitor. He's tough as hell, um, and he's definitely a Gruden guy. Gruden's going to love Lynn Bowden. so... The only reason I don't have Wim Bowden higher is is that I'm not sure where he fits in in terms of touches on this offense. I have him 11, and that's only just because I just wish I knew what was going to happen with him more. Um, I'm actually going to let Sean go first because I'm sure Dave's got plenty to say about Bowden.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty down on Bowden from a fantasy perspective, I think you know NFL reality. He's very exciting. You know, Todd, you just summed it up, so I'm not gonna reiterate it. But he can do a lot. But I just think he's gonna be like a Tavon Austin. Um, oh, man, I'm blanking on his name. The other kid from the Vikings that went to the yeah. Bills that just the other day was like, "Yeah, I'm coming Percy back." Percy Harvin. Percy Harvin. Thank you. Like yeah. this kind of jackknife, do it all. But he can do so much. Nobody ever really uses him specifically. Right, that, so that's just, actually... you know, Vegas has spent a lot of capital in other positions. You just named off all their receivers. They have Jacobs. Yep, I think they still have DeAndre Washington. Yeah, he went to the Chiefs. He went to the Chiefs. Never mind. All right, so scratch that. But even if Bowden slots in as the second pass catcher, I don't think there or um, you know, pass catching running back. I don't think there's a lot of viability there. Yeah. So, oh. you know, cool, cool reality pick, cool story to follow, but fantasy wise, I'm not very interested. Where's he in your rankings? Uh, real low. He was down at, for rookies, 14.
1: That is low. Oh, that's very low, Sean. I, I'm going to talk in a deep voice now of my disapproval. <laughs> oh, goodness.
0: <laughs> David, go ahead. Try, try um, no, I'm brief. not going to spend
1: much time on yeah. limbo uh, wow. I'm not going to reiterate because it's um, poker night tonight. But... Uh, Lin Bowden, RB10 for me. He's listed as RB for the Raiders, so I like him. And just overall, uh, I think this is a thing. This hurts. There are a lot of Jalen Rashard truces out there. This hurts Jalen Rashard immensely. I have uh, Lim Bowden at the beginning of the third round in in Dynasty Superflex rookie drafts. And uh, Josh Jacobs had a great year last year with with you know, carrying a relatively good portioned the load there. That, was, that came out awkward. But uh, overall, uh, Josh Jacobs has, does have some injury history a little bit, getting dinged up. If that ever were to happen with Josh Jacobs, Lynn Bowden could uh, to, could eat. So that's yep. exciting for me. So that's – he's – you know, that's all I have to say about Lynn Bowden. I like him. Uh, fantasy-wise, it could have been better. I, I actually would prefer him as a wide receiver, but running back, sure, why not?
0: All right, so – Um, it looks like you and me are going to finish this up, Dave, and let's try to do this rapid fire. So uh, I'll talk about Zach Moss real quick. Um, I love the landing spot. I love him with uh, the Bills. I think it sucks for Singletary. Um, I should actually explain that, like, I love that from, like, building an offense, like with Singletary Moss. I think from a fantasy standpoint, it sucks for Singletary, but I still think Moss finds value in that. I think he's going to be the grinder to, like, you know, Singletary's lightning. Um, You know, there's definitely limited receiving. That's where Singletary brings things up. So I do like Moss. Um, I actually liked Moss going into the draft. I had Moss as my running back eight.
1: Yeah. And you know, Moss, he's getting a lot of love in certain fields. I do not get the love. He is my RB eight Also Todd, I think it will be a true running back by committee in Buffalo. uh, And he'll be, it, it's going to be tough to predict when it is. It might be they vulture each other. Uh, I think, you know, I don't necessarily trust his athleticism measurements, too. He was a little injured, so he might be a little bit more athletic than he originally came out. Uh, I just, it's tough to get excited about it. There's reports, Todd, or not reports. People are saying Zach Moss over uh, Joe Mixon now. They have people have J- Zach Moss over Joe Mixon, and they're very po- popular uh, Twitter accounts. I, I cannot say enough. Ja- Zach Moss is just a guy. I'm taking him in the the towards the end of the second round. I'll take the wide receivers over him. I, it's tough to get excited about Zach Moss for me, Todd. Uh,
0: yeah. I, I just think Zach Moss is like he's going to be good for two to three years. He's going to grind it out. He'll hit it. He'll he'll be the perfect guy to be in the goal line touches there. Um, he definitely has value in a committee. You know, I don't think he's going to come out and be a workhorse, but I do think that. You have to live in the reality of fantasy where you have to have a back within the committee at some point. And I think Zach Moss offers some upside in the committee from what he's able to do. Um, where did you have him on your rankings?
1: He's ten, RB10 for me. Uh, or no, RB8 for me. Sorry, RB8. and Okay. Uh, I Just in front of Josh Kelly, who I, I get more excited about, but... Yep. I, think, I think I'm think i good for talking about running backs, Todd. I, we lost Sean. Do yep. you want to wrap this up? Or? Yep. Uh, I
0: liked Kelly. I like where he's going to grind out is. And the only other guy that I liked was uh, Darien Evans. And anyone who drafted by the Jets, I am all set with. Dave, why don't you tell the people where to find you, man?
1: You can find me at Dynasty Football Factory and at FF underscore spaceman on Twitter. I just dropped a post NFL draft updates, my prospect database. Check that out on Twitter. And Sean and I's. We did 32 rapid wide receiver reactions that are in depth. Uh, they're going to be useful all off-season long for wide receivers, rookie wide receivers. Check that out over at Dynasty Football Factory. So. All
0: right, you can find me at ff underscore banterman on Twitter. And Dave I had fun talking about running backs. I think we'll come back next week with some uh, probably some some wide receivers. Is my guess. All right. Bingo. All right. Good times.
1: Ooh, let the music take us out.
0: I don't think we can ever talk for a little amount of time about running backs. We just, we can't help no, ourselves. I mean,
1: you know, I'm happy with, one ele- with uh, how long we took,
0: Todd.